Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And that was the end for my Buffalo Bills. Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Another season ends in heartbreak for Buffalo at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. And... There's a lot of blame that can get divvied out. And first of all, congrats to the Chiefs. Victor goes the spoils. You know, everyone can celebrate in the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift box, whatever. A lot of blame could go around right now for the Buffalo Bills, Perloff. But one place I refuse to put it is at the feet of Josh Allen. And I know that the end of the game, there was a bomb to Stefan Diggs that was dropped. There was no place for the Bills to run the ball. They did go for some explosive plays at the end. That's not a bad play, Josh Allen going to the end zone. Now, did he have digs in a crossing route? Sure he did. But going for the end zone and going for the jugular, Chris Jones just got pressure on him. Like, that's not a bad decision in my mind. You cannot blame Josh Allen for what happened yesterday. He's the reason they get as far as they get. I agree with that. The defense obviously struggled. It made Kansas City look like Kansas City from three years ago, which was a team I had not seen in forever. Can we talk about the Diggs drop for a second? Because I think I'm on an island here. Everyone's saying Stephon Diggs dropped the ball. I I know a drop. Uh, Deontay Johnson drops balls that are wide open in his lap. Uh, The Steelers wide receiver. Uh, Jackie Smith dropped the ball in the Super Bowl famously for the Cowboys. Stephon Diggs had a guy at his feet. Basically, the ball hung up in the air, and right as he was about to go up for the ball, the Chiefs uh, cornerback was draped all over him, hit him in the hip, and then fell. So Diggs had to jump up, contort his body to get the ball. It wasn't like he dropped a wide-open pass, it was, and it was a 60-yard bomb in the air. I don't think this was the most egregious drop, and everyone's like, I feel like Diggs blew it. Well, he's one of the guys responsible because the ball went through his hands. Yes, he wasn't all alone with one of these crazy egregious drops. There was a high degree of difficulty. You're also one of the highest paid receivers in the league. You're also somebody who wants the ball. You get the opportunity there. And yeah, of course, you're going to have someone on you. You're Stefan Diggs. Now, it's a, it was a pure 50-50 ball. And that means 50% of the time, the guy's not going to come down with it. There well, was, it was not a drop. Okay, but for receivers, they kind of have two different... It, it was a drop because if it hits you on the hands like that it's a drop but then the receiver also has the option to try to draw a flag as well and he didn't try anything he's going for the football obviously he's not thinking about that in the moment but there's like a bailout that happens for receivers where you can also try to get the flag which would have been very tough in that instance to throw it I get it but it Stefan Diggs is not the only person here who you know is you know deserves credit or blame rather blame. yeah I mean your kicker missing a 44-yarder, that's bad. 
You have drops earlier in the game. Sherfield was one of them. That's bad. And I think you have to actually credit Kansas City and their coaching staff for in the fourth quarter to hold the Bills scoreless. And they came up with a better game plan. Once the Bills couldn't run the ball, they could they got completely out of sorts. And listen, this final drive where they missed the they missed the field goal, it still was a 16 play drive that took six minutes and forty seconds. They had these sustained <laughs> that, drives going on. That they had got a, a little impatient. One fumble that should have been picked up by Kansas City and a subsequent fourth down conversion. It wasn't the cleanest. No. And also a dropped intercept kind of a dropped interception that the Chiefs had a great chance at. It was, I think the Bills looked a little bit tight in that last fourth quarter. Uh, the other thing, too, is they were taking these shots, that long pass to Diggs, the other long pass to the guy that's not Shakur, the other receiver, what's his name? Sherfield. Uh, Sherfield. What, why were they throwing those incompletions when they could have just been chipping down the field? Because I, didn't, I don't think Josh Allen was going to throw the pick. I think they could have run the ball on them, especially the way Josh Allen was running. They could have controlled the clock and even if they had hit that field goal, I think Kansas City was coming down and scoring anyway. I don't know. I'm not blaming Josh Allen, but I do think the Bills got a little tight in a must-win situation in the fourth quarter. Listen, that's why I'll advocate for a coaching change. And it's hard to say because you win 11 games and you get into the playoffs. And, you know, you never. Get, it's not like you're getting blown out here. These are instant classic games that feel like in the moment they could go either way. You know, there's some games where you feel like, wow, I'm – how did this team pull this out? Or, boy, the, the wrong team won or lost. These are really in-the-balance games, which has made us such a great rivalry. But I think they've gone as far as they can go with Sean McDermott. I think they need a new voice. But credit to him for this was the epitome of no-name defense. I mean, they were so decimated on yep. defense. And the fact that they only you know held the Chiefs, I guess, to a touchdown in the fourth quarter. And that was early in the fourth quarter. They forced them in the fumble, obviously, the Nicole Hardman fumble. Uh, at the goal line and through the back of the end zone, which was a touchback, and then also then forcing the Chiefs to punt. Yeah, You say that if the Chiefs had gotten the ball, they would have come down and scored. You can say that. We don't know that. Well, listen, all they have to do is stop the Chiefs to get, who are not going to pass the ball. You know the Chiefs are going to run at the very end to kill out the clock. Isaiah Pacheco on the first run breaks about six tackles to get eight yards. That, to me, spoke to the Bills were getting soft up the middle because of all those injuries. Kansas City, okay, yeah, they punted on that drive before, but they weren't they they had the lead. They were getting conservative. I, I think that Kansas City had control of the fourth quarter of that game. I and also the other thing too is Mahomes, if you give Mahomes four downs, there's just no way you're stopping him. There's absolutely I think the win probability was still eighty percent for the Chiefs. Here's the thing. I, the Bills on that final drive again where they missed the field goal, they go for everything to Diggs on the first play, the sixty yarder, and he drops it. They rebounded very nicely from that. They went Dalton Kincaid for seven yards. Then they go to Dawson Knox for four. Then they go back to Kincaid for eight. Then they go Josh Allen running for four. Like, they got back to the things they were doing. It was just on the inside of the two-minute warning where they got, I think, just antsy. I don't know. They got impatient. I still don't think it was a bad play to try to go for the end zone. Go for the score. Uh, Here is Sean McDermott. He, um, well, he uh, understands the defense and the special teams just weren't good. Obviously came up on the short end tonight. Uh, the Chiefs credit. And um, you know, didn't, didn't play um, the way we needed to, I thought, in, in two of the three phases, defensively first and, and special teams. And uh, I thought offensively did some really good things, some plays still left out there. Yeah, I mean, 
they were just they were just totally decimated. And again, anytime the Chiefs did anything except for hand the ball off to Pacheco or try to find Travis Kelsey, I was like, what are you doing? Why you're just giving away downs yeah. at this point? Because those two guys, considering the Bills' defensive injuries, were unstoppable. And Mahomes had a nice little nifty run too. They had great field position the entire game. It felt like the Chiefs' offense was always starting at like the thirty-five or the forty. Yeah, it's weird. I thought Kansas City was down this year. What was that team? Where did this team come from? Because they looked really good against Miami last week. Yep. So explain to me how they can only score nine points or seven points against the Raiders and teams like that and the Broncos. <laughs> what What is happening? Uh, on the Kansas City side, I am definitely worried about those wide receivers. If it's a close game, because say Baltimore and Kansas City is really close. The spread is close. Is there any doubt that one of these knucklehead Kansas City wide receivers is going to make a game-costing mistake? Think of it. Tony wasn't even active. Like, yeah, you know, I know. Kadarius that, Tony, they didn't even want anywhere near the field. I know. I'm sorry about that because if Tony was out there, the Bills win by 10. <laughs> but Hardman, Hardman is Tony Light. I think you can't play him. MVS came up with one big catch. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're Andy Reid, you're looking down your wide receiver depth chart. It's like, who is not going to 100% cost me this game? And there's not a lot of bodies left. Well, Rushy Rice is He's great, awesome. but at some point, at one point at the end, he limped off the field. Yeah, is it amazing that the Bills Chiefs game comes down to Dalton Kincaid versus Rashi Rice? Two, <laughs> Just as we all drew it yeah, up. Yeah, two rookies are the only most dependable receivers on the field. To me, the three-point spread now turning to Kansas City. You're welcome to weigh in on the Bills, by the way, at 855-212-4CBS. I've told you what I think. I'm not blaming Josh Allen. I do think they need a change at head coach. I think they've gone as far as they can. You're welcome to weigh in on that. Um, Turning ahead, though, you look at Kansas City going into Baltimore, three-point underdog. I'm surprised, and I know Kansas City deserves all the – all the credit and um, they're the boogeymen and they are the modern, like as close as we have to the dynasty, they're the team that's going to be competing with the Patriots for when we talk about all-time teams, I'm sure. But the Ravens are awesome right now. How is that only three points? I thought the Ravens, I mean, they certainly didn't look good in the first half against Baltimore. No, but the second half, three straight touchdown drives yeah. and one seed easier than the next. And the defense, all of a, like they, they're still amazing. But that was Houston. They didn't give up an offensive touchdown. That was an indoor team from the South coming into a freezing day. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of caveats. If that was on a neutral field, it was a much closer game. I felt like Houston kind of gave up on the thing. The other thing, you look at Baltimore about, I'd say, between the third and a half of their offense was Lamar Jackson running. Yeah, but that's fine. That's not fine. That's not what... They just blew him out. I, I Josh don't know. Allen was doing whatever he wanted for most of this game. A running quarterback can make... Kansas City sweat. Well, then Kansas City put a spy on Josh Allen the game, and it was over for the Bills. So the question is, if I'm Baltimore, I thought Baltimore got away from the pass too much. Lamar was basically like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to hold it on until something happens here. When they they could have killed the Texans' defensive backs all game. I want to see Lamar let it loose a little more instead of relying on his legs too much. Honestly, Kansas City, I think they're just going to put, they're going to blitz Lamar and then keep a spy. They're just going to say, you know what? You, you're just not going to run on us. You're going to have to beat us with your arm. So I think, and he probably can. I'll be honest, he's on fire right now. But they are not going to let him run. I mean, Lamar had 11 carries for 100 yards and probably could have had another 100 yards if he wanted to. Houston left the entire middle of the field open. It was bizarre. Lamar Jackson, the first quarterback with over 100 passing yards, over 100 rushing yards, over 100 passer rating to go along with two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. I mean, it was thorough. And I really... 
I can't really blame the weather too much. Oh, you think Houston wanted to be out there? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you think uh, CJ Stroud played at Ohio State? I mean, he knows from, what cold weather from is like. Southern California. It didn't matter. The entire team was they. I thought when they blew that field goal at the end of the half to go up 13-10, that's when the wheels completely came off. Uh, give credit. I'm excited about Houston's future, but that was not happening. They it, why? By the way, why do they let Baltimore play with 14 guys on defense? I'm, I'm a little <laughs> confused by that. Because every time Houston ran the ball, it was minus one, minus two, minus three. Uh, Kansas City, <laughs> they're just. I don't think they're going to go into that run defense. I think they're going to try and throw on Baltimore because Baltimore's run defense is brutal right it, now. It, it's amazing. I mean, again, shut out Houston in the second half completely. Baltimore's defense did not allow a late, uh, did not allow an offensive touchdown. No offensive points were scored in this game by the Texans. Let's hear from Lamar Jackson. Can we hear cut fourteen? So. This has now become sort of the lore of this game. It was a tie game going into the half. And apparently, Lamar Jackson really had the speech that fired these guys up. What did he say? Can't tell you. It would be inappropriate if I said it right here. <laughs> it would, you know. Um, but, yeah, we wasn't, we wasn't really doing anything, you know, to, to that defense. They was playing great, um, and that, that offense was playing great as well. But we wasn't doing our job, you know, um, with our unit in second half. We went to put points on the board, start moving the ball, moving the chains, and yep, and that was that was it. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Field goal, game over. Jackson said in that speech, lots of bad words. Who did most of the talking at that? I did. You did. A lot of cursing at um, halftime. <laughs> That's why I said it was inappropriate, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nelson Aguilar uh, shed a little bit more light on this and Lamar's leadership. We are, as he goes, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, his personality, he is the Baltimore Ravens. You know, he leads the right way, you know, by example. But also, when it's time to talk, it's said, and then he executes. He does, you know. He doesn't just talk, 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 and then go out there and not do nothing. He says what needs to be said and goes out there and executes. Yep. And, listen, whether it's a little storybook or whatever, I do think this was a Lamar took it over game. And I know Kansas City is going to be a step up in weight class for them. I I just I think I'll say I think it's the Ravens Super Bowl to lose. I think wow. that's how good they they have blown out in the regular season. They blew out all the best teams that they could possibly face. Definitely. And they faced a lot of them. And then to make the kind of adjustments that they did in the second half of this game when it could have gotten much tighter, considering past. Pa- past playoff failures at home pressure that could have been on Lamar yep. and instead they turn it on and they blow them out I think it's I think this is the Ravens world this year we're living in it so you think the number one seed in the AFC is home against a struggling Chiefs team in the AFC title game you think it's their Super Bowl to win of course it's their Super Bowl to win no I mean the 49ers were also had a really great season I know they 49, yeah, lost but to the Ravens but something's missing with the 49ers defense where Baltimore's defense is peaking but then again Okay, yes, it does. I agree with you. It feels like their year. Do we know how, if it's a two minutes left, same situation, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes turned out to be the cooler character. Have we seen these, this Baltimore Ravens team in a tight spot? They're killing everybody, which is usually a formula to win the Super Bowl. But I wonder, if you get into that same situation, and it's Lamar versus Patrick with two minutes left, again, Mahomes has done it so often that you might lean Mahomes. You got to give the nod to Mahomes, I guess, because we've seen it before. But I, I 
I think this is different, Lamar. And I'm curious too. Why has the weather been so bad in Baltimore? When's the last time that it's been a normal day there? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's winter time. I don't know what to tell you. Right, it's Baltimore in January. This yeah. is what happens. Uh, well, we'll see though. But I mean, what about global warming? It's been freezing there. I think they actually. I think it's going to get a lot more temperate in the Northeast this week. So. I'm curious. I don't know who that helps, but this was to me. This was partly a weather game. I mean, I, the Texans so really bitter cold. It was bitter cold. It was windy. I think in the first half, the Ravens were like, "We're not going to open it up. We're just going to play kind of conservatively." Uh, the second they came out, the second half, they're like, "You know what? Uh, we can't stop Lamar." Finally, Baltimore realized we have Lamar Jackson on our team. Let's have them throw the ball downfield, and they just tore them apart. EJ, you look like you want to say something. I just can't be- get over this whole weather game being the thing. I mean, C.J. Stroud played in the Big Ten. I know. He had to go to Nebraska. He had to go to Iowa. He had to go to Michigan. I mean... That's a dome team if there ever was one, the Texans. I mean, but they but they have a quarterback who's used to playing cold weather. Like, I, I don't look at that game and say, oh, they lost that game because of the weather. I look at it's that game... It's not the Miami they got, Yeah, like, they lost that game because they played against a rougher, tougher, more experienced team. I agree with you. I, I thought in, in the first half, what was the excuse there? Weather's not an excuse. It was a tie game. I mean, I know it's because of a special team's punt return for a touchdown, but still, like, someone's executing in this cold, bitter, cold weather. That's I, funny. So you guys think the outdoor team doesn't have an advantage in that situation? Maybe, I but I I think history shows it does, but maybe you guys are right. But again, like, you look at the individual players on the team, you when have a is lot C- of cold CJ Stroud, players. I mean, what are his great games? They were Final Four games. In a, I'm sure those were warm and he weather. He killed every team not named Michigan in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, basically, most of those games are in October. I'm saying the great, the best game of his career was against Georgia, and I think that was indoors. Right, it was in a dome, and he's definitely an LA guy. But CJ Stroud was fine. It wasn't that the entire team by the second half looked like they didn't want to be out there. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. I think it's the Ravens Super Bowl to lose. Oh, one yes, more thing too. Of course. The there was no threat of a pass game, so they were they were totally stacking the box against a run game. And that's why that's why Baltimore won that game easily because Houston could not run the ball at all. I mean, they averaged two point two yards per carry or something yeah. like that. So you're not going to win. Question is the same thing going to happen to Kansas City if Pacheco cannot run against that front, then trouble. Let's go to Mark. He's in Indianapolis. Wants to talk about a team in the NFC. Hey, Mark, what's up? Hey, guys, I've been a Lions fan forever, so you understand my pain and misery. Um, and I understand probably the national narrative of, well, okay, they're winning, but eventually it's going to end because it's the same old Lions. Well, this is not the same team. They, I've watched every game this year, and they find a way to win. Yep. Um, and, frankly, the 49ers don't scare me. I would have been more scared of the Packers, the way they were playing. Um, so... I just wanted to, you know, chime yeah. in and say that. And I, you know, I'm I'm not afraid of them going to 49ers. I was more scared of the Packers coming to Detroit because of the way Love was playing, but they blew that game. So, go Lions, <laughs> Mark. You know, I kind of get it. I I get what you're talking about because Love is scary, man. He's n- obviously it's it ended up being the fatal flaw in the game on Saturday night. But dude is not afraid to throw the ball in a tight window. These receivers working the sidelines. It's like they've been in the league for 15 years. They're all first and second year guys. Okay, <laughs> I just think that to say that I'd rather have you'd rather have Green Bay in Detroit compared to go to San Francisco. So right now, the line opened up. There are a seven-point underdog. It it just went down to six and a half on DraftKings. But so basically, Detroit's five-point favorites or four-point favorites at Green Bay. It's an 11-point swing. 
Uh, honestly, I think now we're underestimating the Niners. I think Detroit's going to have to pull something off here. To, to I don't, Listen, we're talking about Detroit has all this momentum, but I just assume, am I crazy to assume the Niners are going to play like themselves? This is a team that blew out the Eagles, blew out the Cowboys, blew out everybody at home, and they're kind of going to be relatively healthy if Debo's out there. I, I still think the Lions are an underdog. Let's not talk about them like this is a an even matchup, or am I totally wrong? Well, this is part of, see, you're part of the media not giving the Lions enough respect, playing right into what our caller just said. Well, I mean, the spread says it all, doesn't it? I mean, honestly, if you're talking about respect, the fact that Patrick Mahomes is a two-and-a-half-point under, uh, underdog Under, and the right. fact that the Lions are a touchdown underdog, I think that says it all. Maybe I'm being in public, but... Yeah, I mean, don't you guys see that? If you guys were going to set the spreads on this one, which would, what would you say? That? I think a touchdown's too heavy. I do too. I think the Lions have showed they play tight games, except for against the Ravens, I guess. Uh, they they play tight games. Now, are they a different team outside? Yes, they are a different That's team outside. That's a big issue. But it looks like this is not going to have be a weather game. No rain. But it's going to be on grass. And the other thing, too, uh, the Lions let a m- pretty medium-level Bucks team hang around. The Lions can't put can't put teams away. I say that, and they did have a game ceiling interception, but their run, their pass defense is not good enough to put teams away. You know, like you, like the Baker late touchdown to Mike Evans or whatever. Was it Mike Evans who scored the touchdown or Otten? Yes, yes. It was Evans. Uh, Otten. It was Evans, it was Evans with the big catch, yeah, and yeah. then Otten with the touchdown or whatever yeah. order that went in. So beg my pardon, but I think that. They can't put people away because that pass defense is so bad. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Want to get to your phone calls. Um, My team lost yesterday, so therefore I'm a loser. I don't have the loser hat. didn't arrive from Amazon on time. Darn. I know. I'll wear it when it gets here. There's two other reasons why I'm a loser. We'll get to those. Maggie and Proloff. Again, 855-2124-CBS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. 
If you have a Bills fan in your life, just give them a hug today. It's no, been I hard. I don't want anyone to hug me. No, Maggie won't let us get anywhere near her. She just wants to stew in anger, and I understand. Uh, but it's as you said, homeostasis. As you my natural us, state yeah, is yeah. stewing in anger. You're That's used, how I wake up every day. You're used to it at this point, right? It gets easier? It's kind of like the cold. You know, people ask you, what's it like to grow up in such a cold and snowy and dark and gray and depressing type of place like upstate New York? The weather, that is. Not the people, but the weather. And I say... And the people, but yeah. You kind of you get used to it. And so, yeah, the heartbreaking losses, the gut-wrenching, the soul-killing... The total the, lack of hope. Don't forget that. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, you do get used to it, actually. So, yes. Wow. Good. I was worried about you, but now, now I'm not. Actually, I'd be more worried about Maggie if the Bills won, because you would have no idea what to do with yourself. <laughs> that would be... I just picture you wandering aimlessly through the streets of New Jersey, being like, I don't know, what do I do now? Why am I not mad? <laughs> just like walking into the woods alone. Uh, Chad is in Harrisburg. He's also a lifelong Bills fan, so Chad gets what I'm talking about. Good morning. How are you? I am great. How are you? Good. What do you think? Considering though? the circumstances. Yeah. Right. We're alive. Um, we're healthy. Hopefully, knock on wood. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I agree with you. I feel like we need a coaching change. Yep. Uh, we're stale. You're relying on the same players that are constantly getting older. And when you need them the most, they're not there. Uh, I don't understand the Von Miller signing at all. Uh, and he's and he's basically a bill until the year 2050. <laughs> that contract yeah, is like... forever. And by the way, at least he showed up last night for a couple plays. He's been completely non-existent. Oh, definitely saw that at the very end of the game, and I kind of figured if we were down that far on the depth chart, yeah, it, that's why he's in there. <laughs> I know, Chad. It's it's rough. I I wish I could say and thank you for calling that it was. Uh, that it's shocking. It's not shocking. It's just hard. Germs is in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. It says, my neighbor is a Bills fan, and I'm not exaggerating. He was outside screaming the F word and crying. Also, he was drunk, but literally crying for over an hour outside my house. I'll tell my family to keep it down next Yeah. Time. All right. <laughs> and no one thinks you're exaggerating. No. You'd never be accused of that. You don't have that. to sell that image. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, at what age can you not cry at, the, at a sporting event? 11. For, for losing. Yeah. I think winning is different. I think you can cry when you win as yeah. an adult. Tears of joy. Sure. But losing, I, there were some plenty of adults yeah. in those stands crying. Yeah. I was like, guys, get it together. That's the Labatt Blue. It's probably the same age that you shouldn't wear a football jersey to work. Well, is that a, is that a shot place. at me? I wear a lot of jerseys at work. <laughs> in this place, maybe the, in this the rules place are different. Yeah. But generally, for civilians, I don't think uh, you can wear a jersey to a game. Obviously, but mm-hmm. wearing the jersey around town when you're an adult, I'm not cool with okay. that. Nah, it feels let, very anti-pop. Let this be known. This is coming from somebody who's from Philadelphia, where a Brian Dawkins jersey is also considered formal wear. <laughs> yeah, that is. You true. can wear that to a wedding and a funeral. What what do you guys think about adults bringing baseball gloves to a baseball game? Is that cool? I think that's not cool to try and catch look, a foul you look ball. Dorky, but I don't. I I feel. I feel. I don't feel much about it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel it. <laughs> well, Pete, that sounded like it was coming from a personal spot. Uh, no, I don't take a glove. Pete, you're a thirteen-year-old fan in an adult's body. <laughs> oh my god, bust my hand up trying to catch a foul ball. 
Are you yeah. sitting in the bleacher? Like, are you sitting in the outfield? It depends on where you're sitting. If you were before netting, if you were sitting down the first or third base line, it was probably smart to have a glove for safety's sake. But then you got to wear it the whole time, which is and we it kind never of do. It kind of feels like you're trying to steal the ball from a young fan too. If you're sitting there in a glove, reaching out, you can yeah. always give it to somebody, right? Bilotti's not giving it to anyone. <laughs> no, I, would it, I would give it away. You would not. No, I mean, I, I've seen enough baseballs. All right, here is a baseball. Yeah, give but catching a, a foul ball is such a thrill. I remember Luis Guillermo, we got a Met game two years ago. Luis Guillermo threw a ball into the stands, and I got in front of it, but it went to the ground, and my girlfriend put her hand on it, and I swear there was like seven or eight, like, 60-year-old male hand just clawing at my girlfriend's hand on the ground trying to grab the ball from her. And I'm like, yo, this is a a 30-year-old woman. Like, she has the ball. What are you doing? That's not nice to say. Pete's only 39. He's not 50 Disgusting pigs trying to grab a ball. That's the worst of the human species when a foul ball is in the stands. That is the worst. We turn turn it in. Out of the t-shirt cannon. That's another bad one. Elbow an 8-year-old out of the way to get that $5 t-shirt. $5 $5 is generous. Just warning sign. It's going to be triple X size, and there's going to be nothing yep. on it. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was Luis Guillerme. I mean, think about that. I mean, I it wasn't a back. foul ball. He threw hey, the ball in the stands. I love Luis Guillerme. This is, a, this is a super utility type of dude. I throw it right back. <laughs> uh, Dave's in Arkansas. Good morning, Dave. Yeah, hey, good morning, Maggie and Perloff. I agree with each of you on, on separate points. You made excellent points. The first uh, – before that, the first the conference game between Casey and New England where they were on the 30-yard line, similar situation, and they scored and gave Brady two minutes to go. S- same bad mistake. Brady comes down, and they subsequently win the game. Last night, the coach should have told Allen, under no circumstances should you score in the end zone. Perloff's strategy was the correct winning strategy. You have to hit the short pass for the first down, you have to nickel and dime. You have to either kick a field goal with 20, 30 seconds to go, or you have to score and leave Mahomes absolutely no opportunity to win that game. That pass the end zone was absolutely the wrong play. And in Maggie's point, absolutely. The, co- the coach has to be fired. He cannot let his quarterback throw that pass the end zone. But you both are absolutely correct. Well, Dave, thank you, man. I got to give up. Dave's right. I mean, he's right. I just, I can't put this at the feet of Josh Allen. I can't put the game and the loss at the feet of Josh Allen. And I don't know. No, it's interesting. Tony Romo, for all his flash, he actually said something. I think it was Romo said with four minutes left, he said, wow, Jim, I think they can actually run out the clock Clock here. here. And I was like, wait, there's four minutes left in this game. How can they run out the clock? And then they almost did. But then they got a little antsy at the end. See, I, I, and I, they didn't get antsy. Drive. Well, that, uh, they did it. The, I, I think to throw to the end zone, you you could argue that they got a little antsy. But I, I, that's, not, that's not the word I would use for it. And my, when he threw it, I was like, oh, because you can obviously see the time. And it says one fifty five. I'm like, if this works, it's too soon. But you but, said that he threw it because he was like, pan- like, like no, no. I mean, I think they should have kept kept throwing underneath. Like a touchdown. Jay should have kept throwing underneath. Try to get first downs, not try to go for the. I touchdown. think he just didn't see Diggs. You, he was so right. zeroed in on the right side of the field. He just wasn't Josh Allen. That is, he just wasn't even looking at Diggs crossing from right to left. Yeah, honestly, he was open. It's a touchdown without pressure. Yep. 
I don't even want to see Josh Allen let that ball out of his hands. I just want him to run six straight times in that he situation. He couldn't run, though. The, the he, run well, how do you was know? not you, working on that well, he was final actually drive. throwing the ball that drive. I mean, he did fumble it on a run earlier, but I... I don't know. I mean, that's their most consistent play. You're telling me there was no lane anywhere? I'm telling you, on that final drive, we're just talking about the final drive that led to a missed field goal. Here were the runs. Uh, You had Josh Allen four yards. Okay. Then you have Josh Allen six yards. Okay. So I'm giving you some there. Then you have James Cook up the middle, no gain on a second and four. Yeah, not Cook, Allen. James Cook, right guard, one yard on first and ten. Then it's the two-minute warning. Like, they just, right, right, but and the, those runs are Jake, plate where those plays. runs are obvious. I'm saying have Josh Allen drop back and then get the Lamar Jackson like lane in front of him and just go. Wasn't listen. I don't know what to tell you. I think if the, if the, if they felt like it was there, they would have done it. They were doing it all game. I think it's something that Kansas City did on defense that made that harder to that made it harder for them to run the ball in the final in the final drive. Allen also fumbled in that final drive, and that may have also spooked him a little bit as well in terms of ball security. Yeah. And he, by the way, he almost threw an interception that basically if, if a Kansas City player didn't put his hand up and knock the ball, it's going to go right into the safety's hands. I don't, I don't know if Allen was getting a little tight there. It was almost like cruel irony that I kept watching this game thinking, all right, where is the Allen crippling turnover going to happen? And he almost throws a pick. He fumbles a ball that should have been recovered by the Chiefs if it wasn't for Dalton Kincaid. And it was like, well... Field goal miss. Yeah. That's that's how this game ends. I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, Bills, come on. Like, they they never win these kind of games. Like, thank you. Any yeah. time. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like, it's just it's, it's is crazy. this new? It's yeah. always crazy. Like, how you were a whole franchise in every big game. It's like you guys sacrificed some <laughs> Buffalo in somewhere when you guys beat when Frank Wright came back and they won come back from 27 points, whatever it was. It's like you guys did some blood sacrifice because now you guys can't win a close game. Listen, Listen, what we do behind closed doors is none of your business. Um, <laughs> that's what America's all about. Uh, um, here's the one thing about the Bills curse: I can't, I don't, I can't trace it back. I don't know what the Bills did to deserve this curse. So, like, you know, the Red Sox—they traded Babe Ruth for money for a Broadway show. You know, the Cubs, Billy Goat. Like, you have all these things you can directly put it back to. What did the Bills do to deserve this? What did the fans do to deserve this? Throw a couple snowballs? Come on, the Eagles got to win a Super Bowl and they throw batteries. It's a, it's a, I don't know. It's it's something that I I was set there dumbfounded. And I'm like, of course it was going to end like this. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. I love that EJ just met the Bills. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, though. How are you a whole franchise? How has no one ever mentioned this before? Never Four straight Super never win a close game. <laughs> Who would have thought? I'm telling you, I think it's this new generation of Bills fans. And EJ, you're just, it's not your fault. You're just younger, so you just don't remember the four straight Super Bowl losses. Couldn't have been a big part of your life like it was for no, some I mean, of us. The Bills had 17 years, but they were terrible. terrible. So, like, so like it, they weren't in these kind of games. Now that they are, every time. Back to Losing. <laughs> they, 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 it's not like they lose normal. No, they lose little and they lose big. Got it's it. Crazy. Got it. I'm sorry. I, no, I know. Thanks, EJ. Thank you. Uh, uh, there was said. one time they made four straight Super Bowls and they didn't win one of them. Yeah. EJ, wow. you can just go ahead and take the rest of the To be fair, most of them were not go, close. Go Wikipedia the history of the Bills if you need to. Who's ever done that? <laughs> Oh, yeah, the Vikings, and they haven't won either. Yep. <laughs>
Yeah, Greg Giannotti giving me a knowing glance this morning. <laughs> Viking fan. Uh, Bogus has got headlines. See you guys on the phone, so We'll get to you. We promise. Uh, and speaking of all of that, as a Giants fan, I can officially welcome Chiefs fans to the good half of the wide right club. Tyler Bass has shang from 44 Ooh. with 143 left. Helped <laughs> KC leave Buffalo with a 27-24 win last night. Third time in four Januaries. That Andy Reid's team eliminates Buffalo. All tight classic again. Every time we play one of Sean's teams, it's, it comes right down to the end. Uh, if we don't play them again, I'm good with that. Uh, but I'm so proud of our guys. Uh, it wasn't a missed field goal that did in the Bucks in the final moments in Detroit. It was a bad decision by Baker Mayfield forcing a throw over the middle that Lions linebacker Derek Barnes picked off. I thought our offensive line did. Just Shut up, Andy Reid. Bad bad mistake by me and it sucks because uh, I know what type of group we've had all year that we fought to get to this point we fought to be in that game we weren't supposed to be here by any measures but we believed in each other and we fought for it and so um, yeah this this one's going to weigh on me for a while two picks by Baker but also three touchdowns which is why Tampa was in position to force OT at the end of regulation Todd Balls by the way killing me killing that team go for it and I was was Captain Obvious (laughs) By by Captain Obvious, it was a, it's from the minute Tampa Bay stepped on that field, they were playing cautious football. I'm like, why are you not letting Baker rip the ball down the field? And then they finally were like, all right, it's the end of the game. Todd Bowles completely blew that game. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, same I was going to agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I just you can't in this day and age you can't punt when it's fourth and one at the forty. It's just it's not even that. You are going against everyone on earth knows the Lions' weakness is their secondary, and you are just gonna be like, you know what, we're gonna chip it down the field the first three quarters. And their strength is wide receiver play. Yes. And I know Evans dropped a few, but then he ended up catching a touchdown, the one that cut it to to one score. Like, what was going on? How funny was it when they cut when they um score the touchdown and they line up to go for two? Well, first they didn't, right? Right. And then they did, and everyone has to explain on the broadcast, like, no, 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 this is the right thing they're doing. How shocked were you that Todd Bowles actually signed off on that? Yeah, I'm not. For some reason, I (laughs) knew that play wasn't going to work. I just, I, you kind of felt, ah, the Bucks are not going to hit this. Not at all. Welcome to the Todd Bowles show. Also, no chance Baker Mayfield was leading them down for a dying score. No, I totally agree. And if they did, there's no way they hit the next two-point conversion. No chance. (laughs) I was not surprised they picked that off. (laughs) Uh, Yesterday, actually out in the wild, I saw someone wearing a Tom Brady Bucks jersey. Oh, there you go. In suburban New Jersey. I know. Like, whoa. Uh, the Bears are reportedly close to hiring Seahawks offensive coordinator Shane Waldron for that same position, ending dreams of Cliff Kingsbury leading that offense. Uh, not surprisingly, Eagles D coordinator Sean Desai is out of a job after losing play calling duties to Matt Patricia in season. Patricia's contract is up, and he's expected to look for other jobs. That's why Belichick doesn't have a job yet. Whoever the owner is, is like, if, as long as you don't bring Matt Patricia, <laughs> we're fine. But he's out there. Atlanta, get ready. It's a Patricia McDaniel show. Uh, another Sunday doubleheader at Old Staples. The Lakers down the Blazers at night, 134-110, behind 34 from D'Angelo Russell and 28 from LeBron. All after the Clippers stole a 125-114 win from the Nets. L.A. scored the final 22 points of that game to get the win. 
So many people have benefited from Nick Saban retiring. Steve Sarkeesian, Mike Norvell got extensions at Texas and FSU after being linked to Bama. Kalen DeBoer got the Bama job. And now Ryan Day is jazzing up his roster with Bama transfers. First stud safety, Caleb Downs. And now our favorite five-star QB, Julian Sayan. You may remember he entered the portal last week on our advice. And now he ends up <laughs> smartly with the Buckeyes. San Jose State football is hiring former Navy boss. Ken Niantumololo. I think our good friend Rich Ackerman has a hold on that name by now. (laughs) (laughs) That one's for Pete specifically. Ken Niamatololo is the new head coach at San Jose State, replacing Brent Brennan, who's replacing Jed Fish at Arizona. Uh, Kenny, as Ridge now calls him, won a program record 109 games and made 11 bowl games in 15 seasons in Annapolis. And Nick Dunlap is the first amateur to win on the PGA Tour since Phil Mickelson in 91, taking the American Express in California. Dunlap is a 20-year-old Alabama sophomore, yeah. so he's now in the transfer pool yeah. as well. Ah, you killed my joke, but I was going to say he's at Ohio State now. <laughs> Nick Dunlap and Julian Sayan going to Columbus. <laughs> but imagine that. He gets, he wins that, doesn't get the money, but Nick gets to decide now. He's got like 12 months to figure out what Kills me. I know. Kills me that that dude is not getting the money. He better get win some real tournaments or this is going to be a, such a lost opportunity. It just seems insane that he's not getting the money. There are some kind of percentage of the money. Or later. Like, he doesn't get it it now. Put it to the side. Yes. Put it in a, I don't know, trust fund. Don't golf people know about those kinds of things? I think so. But at least he'll get $30,000 for putting a logo on his shirt now. I mean, he's got to make some money off And he can play in all four majors now. He was already in the Masters, the U.S. Open, and the British. Now he gets in the PGA Championship because of this. It would be fun to walk into class on, on Monday morning and be like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I want a golf tournament. No big thing. PJ. First one since 91. I'm Bogus, done. Thank you so much. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Want to talk about the Bills? You want to talk about the 49ers? We see that. Want to talk about Baltimore, Kansas City, all of it? It's on tap for you. Uh, I got to tell you also why. It was a little insult to injury over the weekend for me. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We got the details for you next. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. It's sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. Rough morning for your girl. Chris is in Texas, sending his condolences to me. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Maggie. How you been, pal? Yeah, I thought I'd call and, you know, commiserate with you. I was rooting for him last night. I'm I'm getting sick of Kansas City. <laughs> well, they deserve it. Six and straight I'll... AFC Championship games. Hey, Chris, yeah. people are saying yeah. the Bills yeah. are are the are the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. Do you think that's right? I hope not. I hope y'all got better ownership. Yeah, well, uh, this you know, is quieter ownership. I don't know if it's any better. Yeah. Now, I'm happy Perloff ain't happy. I'm glad his Eagles got thumped last oh. week. But <laughs> This this was set up I'm, really well for the Eagles. They were just any good at football. <laughs> that would have helped. <laughs> yeah. That's true. 
And then I'm hoping Detroit wins next week because otherwise I root for the AFC in the Super Bowl. All right. I, I see. I can't root for San Francisco. No, as a Cowboy fan, you can't. But that Cowboys um, Lions game, Chris, was a, was a doozy. You guys probably should have lost that game. Probably, but we pulled it out. Not that it helped. <laughs> Chris, thank you for the phone call. Thanks for checking in. Chris was a great caller when we were in the afternoon spot. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate him waking up early for us. Yeah. I Anyone who could say Detroit, like Detroit, you know, they're, they're a real one. So... Ah uh, man, this NFC. We're not even talking enough about the NFC. It is that's a wild team. We got the Lions in the title game, it, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> it's wild. Team of destiny, though, for the Lions. You know how I feel about them. That's uh, one of my other bandwagons. Yeah, I know. We can't. Jameer keep track. Gibbs, let's go, uh, Bilotti. You hear that? <laughs> Ramon, totally ridiculous. Ramon's an in indie. Good morning, Ramon. How are you? Good morning. To my favorite morning people, Perloff, Megan. I just wanted to throw this out there real quick. Uh, Perloff was talking about Lamar. Perloff, you know football. When you're up 14, 21 points, they don't throw the ball. They run the ball. I just saw seven clips on ESPN of Kansas City handing the ball off to Pacheco yep. and running it. Mahomes only had 212 yards. Allen only had 186. Bad weather dictates running. Peyton Manning in 2006. Yep. Jonathan Rhodes and Joseph Adai had 130 yards apiece in the Super Bowl. Matter of fact, he didn't have a good playoff run at all. Denver, he couldn't even throw the ball. Yet no one takes away those two Super Bowls that he won. No one even mentions that he had a noodle arm in Denver. Last thing, uh, Brady against the uh, Rams. I think that's 2019, yep. 20, forget my year. Brady had 162 yards passing. No one mentions that. He always shines that ring. The goal is to get the ring. But that's wait. all that matters. Lamar, get the ring. Ramon, let me ask you a question. Yep. Mm-hmm. Explain this to me. The first half, Lamar is just like, no pass is good enough. He just holds the ball. He's like, I'm not going to throw this. Then he's like, they come out the second half, just zip, 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 zip. He could have thrown for 400 yards. He was perfectly accurate. I felt like they were Baltimore was holding back and playing cautious the first half. I think Maybe you got to get let Lamar over, cook. You know, like Dak. Maybe you don't want to be a Dak. Dak with them empty calories, 400 yards, and sitting at home. You yeah. know, so. <laughs> but they, they played with fire a little bit by not letting Lamar Jackson really go in the first half, I thought. Uh, that three weeks off, you know, a little rust. It took a little time to get going. You know, it's a little rust there. And then when they got going, they got going. But when you're ahead, you run the ball, and you milk the clock, and that's what you're supposed to do. And Kansas City is doing that great. That's going to be a hard-fought good game. I like to see it's mash-mouth football. I don't need to see 400 yards passing. Thanks for taking my call. Ramon. Professional broadcaster there, hitting the out mark. Smash mouth football. All right, let me hit the tease here. Coming up next, who has more at stake in the championship round? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Sports. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.